Hello, everyone, and welcome to Western Conference Wednesday here at Locked On NHL. Today, we are going to be discussing JT Miller's contract extension with Vancouver, and maybe Vegas is finding themselves again after missing the playoffs for the first time in their short franchise history. Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On NHL here on Western Conference Wednesday. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of Locked On Flames and Brett Holden of Locked On Edmonton Oilers. Today, we are going to be breaking down the latest contract extension dealt out to uh, JT Miller. And of course, we have to talk about Vegas because I do feel like we're not giving them enough credit on this show. And I'm very excited for Bruce Cassidy to kind of uh, jump into this with a healthy team. But as always, make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on uh, NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, uh, we're on YouTube as well. Brett, how are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad. It's, I'm feeling the fall feel. The fall wind is starting to come in. Every time you look at your weather app, it's like 22 degrees. <laughs> then you step outside and you get that chill and you're like, oh, you're lying. You're yep. lying to me. So uh, and then with I'm the trying NHL, to make the most of it. Yeah. With the NFL kickoff this week, like <laughs> hockey is basically back. I feel like yeah. kickoff really just reminds us how much closer we are to hockey season and it's so right. great to be back almost. and college football too college, college football, football yeah. what a weekend we had oh yeah yeah you know i don't really watch a lot of college football i watch from like wow. the twitter timeline i don't have like a a dedicated school but i i love the chaos that ensues oh, fantastic <laughs> but vancouver speaking of chaos i feel like the dust is settling in Vancouver and, you know, they've kind of gone through a restructuring, a retooling uh, from their front office to behind the bench. And now on the ice as well, uh, JT Miller has agreed to a seven year, $56 million contract extension. And uh, so he's going to be making 8 million a year. This surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, it surprised me too. I, the interesting thing is, well, first of all, we're going to be talking a little bit of underdog Pacific teams, I guess, today. And, and I think a lot of people really underestimate this team. And I think JT Miller is such a, a very important part of a good hockey team. He goes out there and can do it all. He can go and score goals. He can go and protect players. Even though he's not the biggest guy, you still know when JT Miller is out on the ice. He's a fantastic hockey player and somebody that 31 other teams would love to have 
on their team. Fantastic offensive year as well in 80 games played. 32 goals, 67 assists, 99 points for him. So, I mean, the number is warranted. He's a guy, like I mentioned, is a coveted type of player. And for Vancouver to keep a guy like him with the young guys they have coming up, the new guys coming into the group, and a guy who has been around the NHL for a little bit, I think it makes a little bit of sense. Maybe I think on the surface, people will go, oh, it's JT Miller. It's not the flashiest name, but what he does for the organization is, is worth that money. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think like the first thing I think of when I saw, when I see JT Miller's name is, oh, trade deadline. Like that's, I feel like the last few years, he has just been consistently on the trading block. And now Vancouver, I don't know why you would want to trade him, especially with what you're trying to, you know, get back to, but Um, I'm happy for him. I think that this is a great deal for him. And I really think that this kind of, it it makes the Canucks a little bit more competitive because it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, his contract was going to be up at the end of this year. He could have, you know, re-signed or gone anywhere else. But I think him signing a long-term deal really solidifies that the Canucks want to compete. They want to be back in the playoff picture. I 100% agree. To be honest with you, and like you said, just with the amount of trade rumors that JT Miller's had since he became a Canuck even, just it always seemed to me like that would have been the wrong decision. You take a look at their roster, and then after, before they signed Ilya Mikheyev, and obviously before they signed JT Miller to this big deal, there's not much really that imposes, oh, this is either going to be a, a playoff team or a team that really forces an issue. You know, uh, after Tanner Pearson, really, it goes to Jason Dickinson. There's Curtis Lazar there as well. Uh, Vasily Pod Colson had a hot and cold year last year. There's not a lot. Maybe some young guys can could have came in, but now you have solidity with or some sort of solidity solid feeling with uh, uh, JT Miller. You're, you're able to have him still with your core of Brock Besser and Elias Pedersen and still kind of have that kind of confidence with them as well and chemistry, but then also build with new guys like the McCavs, like the Andre Kuzmenko's as well, who's coming in, who will be interesting in the top six. But if him and JT Miller can work very well, it's going to be an, uh, an exciting forward group in Vancouver. Yeah, and you know, I think we've said a few times on this show, don't write Vancouver off. Don't write them off just yet. I know, again, you can look at a team on paper and say, this team is going to win you the Stanley Cup. But that's not realistic. That's not how it works. They have to go out there and perform. But I just, I really like what we see with Vancouver. And uh, general manager Patrick Alvin said, JT Miller is an impact player in this league, and we are thrilled to have him re-signed with the Canucks long-term. His production last season speaks for itself, and his competitive drive provides a standard to our players, that, or that our players can look up to. He will conti- continue to be a key piece of this team for years to come. If he was a key piece before, why were you trying to trade him? Yeah, no, for sure. I, and... Uh... 
I think that also falls into where the identity of the yeah. Canucks were. They didn't they for a long time last year everybody was writing them off. Well, I mean they they weren't the best team last year at all. And then all of a sudden they got on that weird run at the end of the year and everyone goes is Vancouver oh. going to make the playoffs? Yeah, and I think it was like until like the final week. Yeah. They weren't like mathematically eliminated. Yeah, and so, so I think it was it wasn't until then where they realized, "Oh, you know what? We do have a competitive team. We do have a team who can go out there and and play against these big guys. If Brock Besser and Elias Patterson can figure their stuff out, and, and not necessarily in a bad way because when they needed to be, they were there for the Canucks. And on top of it, they have a fantastic goaltender in Thatcher Demko. A lot of things are adding up there in Vancouver. Yeah, absolutely. So Again, don't write them off. Uh, I think, again, the Pacific Division is going to be a lot more competitive this year than it has in years past. And I think that the Central Division and Pacific have kind of flip-flopped in terms of entertainment levels. But coming up next, we are going to be talking about the Pacific Division, or another Pacific Division um, underdog, quote-unquote underdog, in the Vegas Golden Knights. But before we do that, let me tell you about one of my favorite snacks that uh, Locked On NHL has introduced to me, and that is the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs from Built Bar. They are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have only 160 calories and 15 grams of protein, as well as real cookie dough chunks in it so you know when your doctor's like don't eat raw cookie dough well here you can healthily healthily do it here with built dot uh with built bar built bar um is just delicious they're packed with protein and you can give some love to the new cookie dough chunk bar whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat or if you're like me and always at your desk having a box just under or in a drawer and uh you can grab the healthy low calorie low carb high in fiber high in protein built bars for 15 percent off with promo code locked 15 that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off of your order at built.com oh man <laughs> i can't believe that it's already september and here we I are no there's informal skates happening in Edmonton now with some of the Oilers and, and Matthias Janmark, former Vegas Golden Knight, has just made his way into uh, Edmonton as well. It's starting to feel real. Only 10 more days until training camp. Yeah, I was scrolling on Instagram last night when I couldn't sleep and like a bunch of the Swedish players, which is I mean, basically the entire Flames roster. Uh, <laughs> the wives and girlfriends were all posting like, okay, like I hate to say goodbye. Like I, we're going to miss it here, but you know, it's back to Canada. It's back to, you know, grind time. And I'm just like, where you were just leaving. My <laughs> <laughs> summer went by fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, th- this, this off season went by quick. Yeah. At least, and- at least some of them are going to Vegas and not Calgary for, yeah, for the, exactly. the winter. Like, they won't have to worry about having like a heated driveway or anything. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Vegas did not waste any time this off season. And I think that uh, 
I didn't realize how many signings they actually had until I opened their website and was like, <laughs> okay, cool. So obviously they bring in Bruce Cassidy. But even before that, they trade for Jack Eichel. <laughs> and that creates the cap problem for them. But they were able to use LTIR with Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. Now it appears everyone is kind of getting healthy and trending in the right direction. Uh, they do lose Robin Leonard for presumptually the whole season. Uh, and everyone was like, why? They're in a lot of trouble there. They bring in Aiden Hill from San Jose, who um, I, I don't think he's a great goaltender, but he is <laughs> some, someone to He's watch. a goaltender. Yeah, he's a goaltender. He, he, he is, in fact, a goaltender. <laughs> he's played in 74 games and has a... Uh, goals against average of 274 and a save percentage of 908. So again, you're I don't want to call him a veteran. You're getting a seasoned yeah. goaltender out of him. A guy who's been around. Yeah. And yeah, then oh, some stuff. Phil Kessel, another guy who's been around. Is Vegas better than they were last year? I don't know. I <laughs> you know what? What was very difficult for me, and I kind of saw the state of the team was the trade of Pacioretty. Uh, I really liked Pacioretty in in um, um, Vegas. I, I thought he fit well. I thought he was kind of the embodiment of Vegas because he Pacioretty is one of the most underrated players. Just always quietly one of those guys who was always doing the right things. And I, I think Vegas moving on from that, it just kind of showed me the state of this team. You know, right now they are they're $10 million over the cap limit right now. They do have, as you mentioned, $12 million, Well, you mentioned the injuries, but they have $12 million on the LTIR right now. So technically they do have about $2.5 million in cap space still, so they can still get better. They can add somebody closer to training camp. You know, guys like Evan Rodriguez are still out there. Sonny Milano is still out there. There's a lot of pretty interesting names. But I look at this team and you go, okay, Mark Stone, uh, from the last I've heard of Mark Stone, is he's expected to be at camp and not necessarily like a full participant. Could miss start of the year as well. It sounds not very good, his injury, too. So, I mean, you sit there and you, as you mentioned, Jack Eichel is there as well. And his cap hit is 12.1% of the entire cap hit of the Vegas Golden Knights. And and you sit there and you, you go, did that make your, did that trade itself make your team better? No. Because now you have to cater to this kid. Right. And you don't have the ability to. You don't have the cap space to. Mark Stone is 30 years old. And he's your next best best player. William Carlson's a decent hockey player. He's not going to supplement a guy like Jack Eichel that well. He's not a Jonathan Marcheseau, another really good player, but 31. Same as Riley Smith. You have an old core trying to please a young kid who went second overall. 
right. and tried to bounce back from a, a bad situation. Yet when he moved, Buffalo's in a better situation and Vegas is, is in a worse one. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a, a Vegas is the player's issue or the team's or Bruce Cassidy's issue. I think it's a Jack Eichel issue. You know, as someone from Boston and who has had the pleasure of hearing the rumors of Jack Eichel uh, growing up or him, I mean, he's younger than me, but like his story growing up. um, I've heard that maybe it's, it's not a team situation and rather um, he's kind of the problem. Um, Yeah. does not surprise me in the slightest. I think that we can all sit here and say, okay, like he did have a bad attitude in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And when, I mean, yeah, I would be upset too, if I was living in upstate New York and freezing. <laughs> and, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm miserable. In upstate New York now. But like, you know, you, you want to win. You've been accustomed to winning your whole um, not career, but you know, your span in hockey growing up mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the pros and you're quote unquote rotting away in Buffalo. And you know, everyone's like free Connor McDavid. And then it turns to free Jack Eichel. Yeah. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, sorry. he does finally get traded to Vegas. And I just, I feel like it's the new Taylor Hall curse. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's a good call, genuinely. Because, hey, another guy, Taylor Hall, I've seen and heard some of the stories of Taylor Hall, and very similar. It is very similar. Guys who were told they were the guy their entire lives, right? And then now they go into Buffalo for, well, actually, both of them were in Buffalo at one point together. But, I I mean, I'm looking at these stats, and and Jack Eichel in 21 games in 2020-21 had two goals for Buffalo. Uh, 18 points, which is good. I mean, you're still yeah. getting 16 assists, but two goals. Imagine trying to to produce at that type of point when there is no other real goal scorer in Vegas. There, right. there there's a, there's no one else who's going to score Shea Theodore? No. It just it seems like he wants to be the guy, but along with Eichel, there's no one else that they can supplement with him because he's making ten million dollars a year for and what for for twenty five points in thirty four games. Yeah, no, and you know I think that you know obviously anyone would have wanted Jack Eichel, mm-hmm. anyone like I. It came down to, or apparently it leaked. It was a false rumor that the Flames were involved. And I think it came down to Matthew Kachuk basically saying, I'm not re-signing in Buffalo. So that's why mm. the trade fell apart. But, like, you don't – and he would have probably had more success in Calgary because at least there were goal scorers there. But, yeah. you know, as a Vegas fan, you have to be kind of annoyed that, you know, your team is spending all this money – on one guy who, you know, is coming back from a pretty significant surgery and now is preventing you. Yeah. From yeah. adding anyone else, basically. And, and even Phil Kessel, who's a fantastic yeah. hockey player, he's a puck distributor. He's not a right. goal scorer. 
He distributes the puck. So does that mean Jack Eichel now has to become the uh, uh, token goal scorer there in Vegas? Can he be the token goal scorer in Vegas? Like there, there's a lot more questions going into Vegas than there are answers. And that's what really irks me about Vegas is that there are so many questions. Still, you don't even really know the status of your captain and Mark Stone. You didn't know Robin Leonard was going to go down until the entire goalie market was gone. Yeah. Gone. Think of the goaltender that they could have had if they would have known he was going in for surgery June or July 13th. If right. Even they would have known July 8th. Right. I just, it's so frustrating to like sit here and watch because you watched towards the end of last season when they were like, oh yeah, no, like Robin Leonard's fine. Like, it's okay. And then mm -hmm. there was a report of him needing surgery. So he'd be missing the end of the season. And then he shows up and is like, no, I, mm -hmm. I'm here. And then, you know, a few months later, he's out for mm -hmm. possibly the whole next season. And, you know, I don't know. I don't think that this is necessarily one of those situations where it's like, oh, like, the medical staff messed up again. I don't know. I don't think that. I think that it does come down to like the players and um, maybe not being as honest as they could be. But I'm just interested again to see how this Mark Stone situation plays out because last year he hurt his back too. And that's mm -hmm. where this started. And it's not easy to like rest your back. You need no. your to move around but I don't know I, it's just one of those things where I am led to believe that it's the curse of Jack Eichel yeah well and just quickly you mentioned the Robin Leonard thing my what was interesting about that was that came out it was near the end of the season it was when everyone was like oh they're they're not going to make the playoffs yeah and and that came out, and Pete DeBoer was like, no, no, he's he, he's fine. He's, he'll be okay. And then he was on the bench. And then the next day, after the game that, that Leonard was on the bench, then he was out. Then he was out for the season. Then he was getting his surgery. What I'm wondering about that was Emily Kaplan's report came out, I think, a, a day or two before that press conference, before that game. Yeah. And I'm curious if they were trying to – and this is all speculative, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure here. But I'm curious if they were trying to have a, a press conference or, or a press release – have DeBoer announce it, have, have, have Leonard announce it, whoever, do it themselves, have it on their own watch. And then that came out from the doctor. And then they're like, oh, you know, let's backtrack a little here. I, that was a weird situation in general there. I, I think it, it, everything just kind of got pushed almost. It was weird. Yeah. And, you know, I was, when I was looking at, uh, stuff for this show one of the top articles was uh pete DeBoer saying he still doesn't know why vegas fired him huh. and i was like hmm, maybe i didn't read it but i'm like hmm, maybe maybe they don't want any more leaks they don't 
they don't want to worry about that. I don't know. I mm. don't know. Again, it's just all speculation, but I think coming up next, we can talk more about Vegas to wrap up the show. I think that uh, we're on a good roll here. Why not wrap it up with some Vegas? But thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. Again, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, subscribe on YouTube as well so you can engage in the conversation with us. I'm interested in in the coaching thing now. Yeah. Because you you mentioned that. Yeah. You're a little closer with the understanding of how Bruce Cassidy works. I guess coaches would probably be the better way to say that. But yeah. how do you think that he's going to work in Vegas? Because, again, they had Pete DeBoer. He's not sure why they fired him. So uh, what's 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 the play here? Yeah, you know, I think that Bruce is one of those guys that um, can really coach a team. That, that's, that's so basic. But, like, he has, like, he does have um, the hockey IQ to be able to take that team and what he's given and try to make it successful. You know, um, last se- his last season with the Bruins, he didn't miss the playoffs during his six-year tenure with the Bruins. And I think that that is something that should be kind of highlighted for Vegas fans. And I know, like, every situation is different, but just remember that. He was able to assemble – um, teams that were able to win during the regular season without David Krejci, without Chara, uh, with Tuka Rask abruptly retiring after his hip injuries and his surgeries. But, you know, I think that it's something to look forward to because he he can get the most out of his players when you don't expect it. And he... He loves his veterans. He loves, mm-hmm. loves, 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 loves his vets. So, you know, you're going to sit there and you're going to wonder why this random man that they signed from a PTO is on the fourth <laughs> line. Um, but he's he's in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I, I'm making excuses for Nick Foligno. But it's it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do think that he is going to have to learn from, you know, basically why he was fired. Uh, David Krejci wasn't going to come back unless he knew he had a coach that would let him play with uh, pasta. So mm-hmm. I think that Bruce is going to have to, you know, let loose a little bit and say, okay, maybe it's okay to switch up the lines and do it more than just a shift per game. And I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be able to get uh, for Jack Eichel with Jack Eichel. I think a healthy Jack Eichel will be great, but as soon as he senses an attitude problem, you are in the doghouse. Like Mm -hmm. you. So I I don't know. I, I don't think, Bruce would ever scratch Phil Kessel because I know that's been like a topic of conversation for his Iron Man stretch streak. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm interested, and, and that interests me because 
I think with this Vegas team, there's going to be a lot of having to mix and match and trying to figure out what does work, what is going to work properly for this team. And it's not always going to work right away. It's not going to happen right away. It's not going to magically appear and go, oh, yeah, you know, Eichel, Carlson, and, and you know, this guy. You know, it's just it's not going to happen. But it's uh, having a coach that is willing to be able to make those adjustments, make them at the right times, because yeah. that was a big issue with Dave Tippett, with Todd McClellan as well, especially in Edmonton, was every time something went wrong, even a little bit, even a little, little wrong, even the Oilers are down, they just conceded a goal. All of a sudden, the, the, the lines are all mixed up, and, and yeah, Ero Pacarinen's on the first line. You're going, what? Yeah. What, what, what's happening here? You need to be able to, because there's points where you, you realize that chemistry is important. Chemistry is probably the most important thing when it comes to playing on the ice, because if you have chemistry with the guys that you're playing with, then you realize, okay, I know where this guy's going to be. So that's, that's just, that's second nature. Now, all I have to think about is the plan for the game. You know, if you're, you're planning well and coaching well, like you said, he's a good coach. Hey, sometimes you get a coaching job and you're not a good coach. Uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, there you go. There's there's a lot. Of, sometimes you just get it off pedigree and then everybody goes, oh, you know what? We made a mistake. Yeah. But uh, being able to have somebody who can and, and acknowledge that, you know what? what? Everything that I do isn't going to be right. right. But it's a matter of correcting that wrong. Having a coach like that, especially in a place like Vegas, that everything is so mishmash. You go to their roster page on their website, and they have 75 players. And obviously, that's for uh, uh, the training camp. But you sit there and you go, huh, there's opportunity everywhere for this team and a new coach is coming in guys who have not been uh, who have had a difficult time under DeBoer or had a difficult time trying to crack into the lineup new rookies coming in like Zach Dean you have guys like that coming in and going huh you know what maybe I can make a team maybe I can make an imprint on this new coach Lucas Cormier another young guy Daniil Shaika another guy who can come in and 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 you know what, make a difference on this team because like here in Edmonton, we have a, a soccer team where they're called FC Edmonton and they're, they're one of not the best teams in the Canadian Premier League. And I think, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this show yet, but they they've been deemed FC opportunity. And, and I really like that because sometimes you just have to acknowledge that, you know what, maybe you don't have all the pieces in place, but you need to give somebody the opportunity to get into that place and to really force your their hand to make them play you, make them have you in the lineup. You have to have people that you sit there and go, I can't not take this player out of the lineup because if I do, we might lose, you know? So there, there's a lot of, it's a new chapter in Vegas, which is interesting considering they've been in the league for six years, five years, but that's exciting. Yeah. I agree. You know, I think that they have the opportunity here. Like you said, uh, the headline here on one of Vegas's articles is uh, Aiden Hill is the latest player to get a fresh start. And you know what? That's a great way to look at it. No matter 
what team you're going to, whether, you know, you leave in free agency, you uh, request a trade, you get traded, whatever. Um, you know, it is a fresh start. And I think that there is, a, I don't want to say a, a fully clean slate here in Vegas, but it's clean enough where you have the opportunity to really mm-hmm. make something of yourselves and, God, I hate talking nice about a team that made the Stanley <laughs> Cup final in their first year, but it's fine. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to what they do. Um, you know, as a hockey fan, that I think that that's going to be an interesting part. Um, and then somebody who has to, like, work in hockey and, like, analyze these games and these teams, I think it's going to be super interesting and definitely something mm-hmm. to keep an eye on, If especially if you are – in the Western Conference, or if you, specifically at the Pacific Division, I don't know. We've mentioned it time and time again. This is going to be a fun division this year. Yeah, it's a wide open division. It is. Um, and you kind of mentioned something like very that's something it kind of sparked there, but it, it's a good point in the fact that it's not it's a fresh start. But where else would you rather have a fresh start? Like Vegas, you're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, which isn't exactly the worst destination. But at the same time, you have a pretty decent organization there. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you have very, very, very passionate fans. And they sell out every game. You have traveling fans that are fantastic. Vegas Golden Knights fans are very good fans. And if you start to produce for a team like that, they're going to get behind you instantly. Instantly. They don't care where you came from. They had Alex Tuck on their first line over there for a long time. Yeah. Like, it just, it, you just, it's not like you're going to Ottawa, which not like pre Ottawa or even Edmonton in the 20, like early 2010s. Right. If you're coming to a cold place, I mean, Edmonton had the fans, no matter what you're always selling out. I was thinking more Ottawa because they're, they it's don't the always sell out games in their bat. Exactly. It's not even in Ottawa. It's, it's in Canada. In- right. It, so <laughs> it's, which I, I'm not saying Canada the wrong way. That is no, actually it's- where it's in. It's Canada, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, but yeah. And, and that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. But but it's not like you're going there. It's not like you're going somewhere where people aren't going to see you. And if you're you're not playing well, then or if you're playing well, people aren't seeing you. People will be seeing you and cheering you on no matter what. And that's what I think is a very fun thing for uh, Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with Vegas in general being like a tourist hotspot, you Mm -hmm. have people who aren't even like diehard hockey fans. Mm-hmm. willing to shell out hundreds of dollars to watch you play and you know that's I think that's you know an attractive piece of playing there so yeah. you know we'll have to see how this goes for them again best of luck to Vancouver and Vegas I hope you figure it out but <laughs> not enough to bump either of us out of the playoffs yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but we can see in the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, that's fine. I think that that's yeah. a very fair assessment. <laughs> Brett, do you have anything else you'd like to touch upon today? No, no, I'm excited for informal skates happening. I'm excited. I just, I hope training camp in Edmonton is open to the public. I hope people can come and watch their new guys come in. And that's just mostly for me, just because I, I love training camp. Training camp's a great time to see 
young players and new players come in and, and start, especially for the young kids who can get time off and, and come see it. But training camps around the corner. Yeah, it's, you know, we're counting down the days and then before you know it, opening night will be here. And yeah. it's just incredible. I can't believe that it's already September and I've said it a million yeah. times. But thank you all so much for tuning in to another Western Conference Wednesday here with Jess Belmosto and Brett Holden. You can find um, Locked on Flames wherever you listen to Locked on NHL. And you can follow them, follow the show, I cannot talk today, on Twitter at uh, LO underscore Flames Pod. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my Twitter handle right on the screen there at Jess Belmosto. And Brett, what about you? You can find me personally at The Real Holden 40, exactly how it sounds, H-O-L-D-E-N. But you don't care about me, you care about the Oilers. And you can find the Oilers Twitter at LockedOnOilers, exactly how that sounds. And you can also find the podcast anywhere you find any of your podcasts, and as well on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed there, what are you doing? You right. get to see the coolest background ever with an Ilya Brzgalov jersey. Come on. <laughs> no, you, ha- you do have like a really cool background. I was thinking of Dang. hanging up a jersey like on my closet. I'm just like, I don't know. Yes. Got to figure something out. But jerseys are easy. Jerseys are the best. They are. And until next time, uh, Locked On NHL is here for you five days a week. And, you know, we're, we're here to keep you entertained and covered with full coverage of the NHL until – Opening night.